you know, I don't enjoy the sound of my own voice. And apparently, neither do you. My name is Darian. It's just me this week, motherfuckers. I am sorry, okay? Apparently, I can be a bit abrasive from time to time, and that's why you're stuck with a solo show. I'm just kidding. I did not actually piss off Buddy and or Monica. Monica falling apart at the seams, as you'll recall last week in her medical review. Buddy away on yet another business trip. Who the hell knows where he is or what he's up to? I assume it has something to do with warehouse management or whatever goddamn business he's in. I can't even tell you. I don't even know what that guy's into. Uh, Just me this week, inmates. Apologies up front. It's going to be a solo show. I thought about getting my son Deacon in here. He's busy playing Injustice 2, so he said nay to the padded room. However, uh, it's probably going to be a short show. I should probably apologize for that. We have a short movie. Very few, uh, very little in the listener mail department. And uh, But I do have a lot to talk about in um, the horror news. And let's be honest, when I'm left here unattended, without adult supervision, I tend to go on a bit. And I tend to uh, go off on tants. Tants? Tangents is what I'm looking for. Look, I- <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, kids. I am heavily medicated. I'm not, actually. I don't know why I said that. I uh, am actually completely off the Oxycontin. And I don't mean to make this sound like some kind of a weird drug intervention, but I did just recently have surgery, and I'm not a fucking drug addict, but they did give me Oxycontin. And I've been taking it, and I'm done with it. And now I am uh, uh, aspirin and hard alcohol. That's my that's my jam. Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> I'm fine. Don't call my wife. I know you're thinking about it. All right. That being said, a few things, a few other things. Uh, Next month, March, we have not one, not two, not three, but five shows coming up in March. And I am hereby declaring March Aquatic Horror Month. Not Shark Movie Month. Not um, weird shit in uh, lakes. I'm talking about terror in and from the deep of the ocean. It's going to be Ocean Horror Month is what I'm saying. And we've got five Pretty kick-ass horror movies lined up for you in the month of March, all ocean-based. Goddamn March, just the whole goddamn month might just be me again. And I'm sorry, if anybody is still listening out there and you haven't already deleted this episode, uh, this is what you get. And I apologize, and let's move it right along, shall we? Let's just pretend that uh, Buddy... Should I just keep addressing them, but like Buddy and Monica are here? Buddy, how are you? 
I'm pretty good. I feel pretty good. I'm pretty tired. Monica, how about you? All right, this is terrible. It's a bad idea. They're both going to kick my ass for doing terrible impressions of them. Uh, without further ado, my friends, how about we get into the regular shit show? Horror news it is. Coming at your face right about now. <laughs> Horror news. Booyah. Uh, bad news for all of my fellow World of Darkness dorks out there. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines Part 2 um, has been delayed indefinitely. Now, this was going to be the video game adaptation of Vampire the Masquerade, which is a well-known role-playing game, tabletop role-playing game, and has a huge LARP contingent. The live-action role-playing. I don't know if you guys are, are familiar with this. I... I would love to try, but I can't leave the house looking like that is the main thing. And as much as I think it looks like fun and could be fun, at some point leaving my house, I'm going to pass a mirror and I'm just going to envision all my friends from high school hitting me with Nerf bats and I'm going to turn my scrawny ass back around and take all that crap off and that'll be the end of that. The video game, however, has been delayed indefinitely. I was really looking forward to this. I'm a Vampire the Masquerade Dorcas. I'm a World of Darkness Dorcas, as those of you who have been with me for a while would know. Um, but I'm about done with this, because this fucking game was supposed to come out last March, okay? Not this March, but last March. Uh, got delayed due to COVID. Okay, okay. Got delayed due to COVID. It has now been a year. Now, there is no fucking reason... Why a video game should be delayed due to COVID, okay? PlayStation Network, Xbox, uh, uh, Gold Membership, whatever it is, put put the game out there, we'll download it. We don't have to go to the GameStop to pick it up. Or we can uh, order it off Amazon, they'll deliver it to us. So there was really no reason for you to delay it due to COVID, all right? Number two, it was supposed to be out next month. That's why, if you go to GameStop... Um, well, probably not now, but maybe like a week ago, they would have posters of Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 coming out next month. I believe March 31st was supposed to be the release date. I don't even know if there is a March 31st, come to think of it. But um, you go down there now, and I'm sure they took all that shit off. And so uh, we're, we're a month out. We're a month out, okay? And now you're going to delay it indefinitely. And from what I read, they have fired the developers, and they're basically starting the whole shit from scratch. So I say, fuck you. I'm done, dude. I'm done. I was jazzed for it. I followed this story religiously. Waiting, okay, COVID, okay, maybe, maybe not. They could have put it out any time. It was supposed to release last, last March, okay? So anytime, uh, I don't know. I don't know where you guys are listening to this, but uh, the majority of the COVID restrictions here in Nevada were at least loosened around June of, of last year. So really, I, I, and from what I understand, like the rest of the, with the exception of New York and California, the rest of the country is up and running. So let's be honest. You don't have a fucking video game for us, is what you're telling me. And you probably never did. So go fuck yourself. I'm, I'm done, dude. I'm not going to follow. I'm not going to follow. I was so excited for this game and they just keep fucking with me. 
So I'm done. I'm, not, I'm giving up, dude. I got all my. I can. I can play the uh, the regular role playing game anytime I want. I got all the books right here. I got a couple of friends. Forget. I don't. I don't need this shit. It's too stressful to me <laughs> at this point. Uh, Wednesday Adams. You know the name? Uh, Christina Ricci is probably who you're thinking of. God damn, is she hot these days? Uh, she is getting her own live action Netflix series directed by Tim Burton. Uh, the, the deal has just been signed, no release date, no production, no, uh, who's going to play whom or what or anything or any kind of cameos. I'm psyched for it. Um, I like to think that it's a grown Wednesday Adams because then we can get into rated R land and that's something that's, that's my bread and butter right there. What else we have here? Zack Snyder's army of the dead is going to hit Netflix May 21st of this year. I'm psyched for this. I'm into. I'm into this. Um, you know, there's a. I don't. Zack Snyder. I love. He's he's become a polarizing character, in my opinion. I mean, the Justice League stuff. I don't know, man. I cannot get into DC comic movies, but Dawn of the Dead was great. Um, other movies that he did was was pretty good. Things. Eh, I don't know, man. Yeah, it, it's. I feel like he has the capability to to do good work in in film, and I feel like horror is where he really should be. Same thing with James Wan. Let's be hey, let's be honest, inmates. Aquaman, yeah, James Wan directed Aquaman. Now, <laughs> I'm not one to uh, cast aspersions or speak negatively of James Wan. He belongs in the horror community. Is where he belongs. Saw. Uh, in see, he pretty much gave birth to the uh, insidious conjuring slash sinister universe. Hey, what are you do- what are you doing with this Aquaman? Come on home, James Wan. You know where you belong. Same thing with Zack Snyder. Come on home, Zack. I I got high hopes for this uh, Army of the Dead business. Edgar Wright. Do you know that name? Uh, he was uh, part of the creative team behind Zombieland, both Zombieland movies. He is now uh, tapped to direct a remake of The Running Man. Now, let's talk about The Running Man for a minute. And forgive me if I go off on a bit of a tangent, but I'm going to be honest with you. The Running Man is a guilty pleasure of mine. It was one of my favorite movies as a kid. I watch it all the goddamn time. If I spot it on cable, uh, I have to watch it to completion. Richard Dawson in that movie. Spot on. I mean, if you need a game, if you need somebody to play a game show host, why not go get yourself a game show host, right? He's not doing anything. Uh, family, at that point, he hadn't been on Family Feud in probably a decade. He did great, and he was a bit of a prick, and he could play a prick, and that, I fucking love him for it, Arnold Schwarzenegger. But uh, this is the point where we have to be honest with ourselves, or at least I do, and I have to be, you know, the I have to put my... Uh, um, uh, film critic hat on and watching it now as much as I love it it's not that great of a movie uh, it's kind of silly and we've all seen the Bloodsport movies before uh, Surviving the Game uh, there's a thousand different weird game show uh, bloody game show movies uh, this one was awesome though because it had Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jim Brown and Jesse Ventura and that big guy that played Sub-Zero I forget his name um and other guys that are scared. Uh, uh, Yafet Koto. Uh, is that his name? 
Yafet Koto, I think. The the uh, yeah, you know. And uh, it was I I think it's a great movie. I watch it every time uh, before I have to run a marathon. I'll watch that because it kind of gives me a little, you know, I don't know what it gives me, but I watch it anyway. I'm, uh, but the thing is, and what I was meant to get at with all this is that the movie, The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger, has actually very little to do with Stephen King's book. Now, um, I would prefer a remake of (laughs) the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie to an adaptation of Stephen King's book. That's just me, because I, I, I would like an action movie. His was more of like a political satire kind of a thing. I'll just leave that there for you. Think about that. Um... Watch the original Running Man. I thought it was great. You know, it's not good. It's not a good movie. Uh, classically, there's a lot of plot holes and there's a lot of things that kind of don't add up at all, but I still think it's a good movie. Uh, are you ready for a movie about a possessed pair of pants? Yes, you are. Don't lie. You've been itching for a pair of pants movie, and here I have one for you. It's hitting uh, Shutter next month. It's called Slacks. S-L-A-X-X. It's about a possessed pair of pants, my friends. There are trailers up at Bloody Disgusting. You can probably also find them on YouTube. Um, (laughs) Why not? Why not have a possessed uh, pair of pants running around killing people? We've seen uh, killer tires and uh, other fucking things. I think there's a killer backpack movie out there somewhere. Why not? Why not do a pair of pants? It's a, it's a possessed pair of pants. It looks goddamn silly. It's supposed to be a horror comedy, obviously. Um, why not, man? Why not? What, what, uh, I'm waiting for a killer necktie movie. There's a killer condom movie out there, for fuck's sake. Why not go check that out? It's got more boobs and everything in it. Um, what else is there? There's a killer, uh, killer tomatoes. We know about that. Um, what is the most innocuous thing you could think of to make a horror movie villain uh killer pillows perhaps or marshmallows well uh ghostbusters i guess i don't know man uh killer pair of pants why not why not have the killer parakeet toys ah think about that parakeet toys that come alive and they get out of the parakeet cage and kill you somehow i don't i don't even know i don't even know what a parakeet toy looks like all right i'm going off again uh, that's it for the horror news, inmates. Let's get ourselves into a little listener mail, shall we? I don't think we have much this week, but, uh, I'll check the mailbag anyway. Listener mail. Boom shakalaka. Let's start it off in Sydney, Australia, with the host of Horror for Dummies, amongst other shows. He's got his own he's got his own fucking network over there now, pretty much. Here comes Tim. Subject line ketchups. Uh not talking about the condiment, but like catching up on things. Uh hey guys, how are you? Happy and healthy, I hope. Darian, I'm gonna take a guess and say you are Death Ship, motherfucker. He, he got me. He got me, son of a bitch. You know what I think it was that gave me away? I mentioned the fat, fuck, worthless uh, sea captain. I was talking about George Kennedy 
and he was completely worthless. worthless. He didn't go down with the ship, mind you. He tried to save his own ass. Luckily, he died uh, maybe 25 minutes later, but fuck him anyway. Uh, You're right, Tim, you got me. Also, you spoke about the Adams family and who should play Morticia Adams. Kat Dennings is a good choice, but I'll do you one better. Christina Ricci. She played Wednesday, and I think she could kill it as Morticia. Search up Christina Ricci as Morticia on Google, and there are photos. Anyway, guys, much love. Catch you later. Oh, also, when is the Tarot Dome starting? I can't wait. First week, uh, first show in June, Tim. And we've got a lot of options available for you. You took the Predator already. But you've got time to change. You know what I'm saying? You can... You can feel out the arena and see what's going on. I've got somebody in mind this this year, and I think I could I think I could go all the way. I'll end up sending somebody some stuff anyway, so don't worry about that. Thank you very much for uh, writing in, Tim. And uh, if you, I'm sure, inmates, you've already checked out Horror for Dummies. If you haven't, I don't know what your problem is. You can't really download this show without downloading that one. So just go ahead and play them both. Right? Don't be a weirdo. Just play both the shows. Uh, here comes from right here in Reno, Nevada, Cowboy. Subject line, solo show party. Evening padded room. Darian, I hope your bicep is healing and you're not giving and not giving you too much trouble or pain. It hurts, man. It fucking hurts. Luckily, I've got hard alcohol and aspirin. <laughs> and I am making a party out of that. There, Cowboy. Best wishes for Monica's surgery. Hopefully everything goes smoothly and she has a speedy recovery as much as possible. And hope Buddy has a safe work trip and enjoys great Ohio. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, Buddy's out for a couple weeks. Uh, I don't know, man. I guess he's in Ohio. I'll buy that. Sure. Uh, a bit from last week's show, Kat Dennings as Morticia would be fantastic. And I think she'd fit that black dress perfectly. Bring on the cleavage. Ha <laughs> ha. Darian, I just caught your post for LeVar Burton and thought you'd find it interesting that he's been in a few horror movies. The Midnight Hour from 1985. I'm glad you brought that up, cowboy. The Midnight Hour from 1985. This is a made-for-TV horror film. Uh, basically, it involved... Oh, fuck. I saw it. I saw. It. They played it Halloween night on 19, in 1985. I couldn't stay up to watch it, but I did kind of wake up to catch little snippets of it. Uh, it involves like a zombie outbreak at a, in a small town, and this dude and his girlfriend are trying to save the town, and you find out at the end that his girlfriend is a ghost or something like that. I don't, I can't remember. I know it was made for TV. I know LeVar Burton was in it. Um, it is probably the second horror movie that I remember watching as a kid. And it's not good. I watched it a couple years ago, just, you know, for nostalgia's sake. Uh, there's like a lot of musical numbers involved. It's it's bananas. Uh, the Supernaturals from 1986, you motherfucker cowboy. The Supernaturals from 1986. Now this... <laughs> Has anybody out there seen The Supernaturals from 1986? Um... This is a classic example of how box art can be deceiving and what a fucking punch to the dick it is when it is deceiving. Great box art on this fucking movie. Uh, basically, it's about, as I rec- it's been a long time since I've seen this, but as I recall, it's about, uh, oh, 
Um, I think it's some soldiers doing like an exercise and they stumble upon a Confederate graveyard somewhere in the deep south. It's either soldiers or like teenage partiers. But the the box art was great because it was a skull with a Confederate, uh, you know, uh, Civil War era hat on and a cup and a pair of aviator shades. Um, God damn, was that movie bad? But I remember loving the shit out of that poster and going to Warehouse Records and Tapes when I was a kid and looking at that movie thinking, God, I bet that is too fucking scary for me, but I'm going to stand here and look at it because the porno rack on the other side of the horror rack is there. And if I stand here long enough pretending to look at this movie, then I can scope some boobies on the back of the porno movies. Uh, Eventually, I did watch it. It was uh, not good. Um, But... (laughs) Oh, you just triggered me there, cowboy. The Supernaturals. I need to watch that again. I think maybe that might be like a a diamond in the rough that I've completely overlooked. And cowboy, I know you know what I'm talking about. It's the the poster is badass. The poster is like a tattoo that you should probably get or maybe not. I don't know. Skull, aviator glasses that are cracked with a like a Civil War era hat on. I don't remember if it was Confederate or Union, but... Yeah, and then the movie itself turned out to be shit. Rise of the Zombies from 2012. I don't remember that one. Uh, those are just random facts. Ha <laughs> ha. For Educate Darian, you are Death Ship. Fuck, he got me. God damn it. Didn't get anything noteworthy watched except for some bad CGI 80s and 90s movies, much needed after the work insanity lately. I did mention it to Buddy, and I'll have to get another jar, but I did get some watermelon habanero moonshine. I am intrigued. And look forward to a chance to share it with you all. Still looking forward to borrowing Serbian film from the vault. And if you need to sta- a stand-in to keep you from talking to the plants, I'm down and I'll bring the beer. Hope everyone has a great week and catch you on the flip, cowboy. Cowboy, I'm going to text you tomorrow and I will set up a time to drop a Serbian film on you. Uh, apologies for not doing that sooner. Things have been nuts with blown biceps and, and whatnot. But I will get... And we also need to set up a game night, as I recall. So... We'll wait till Buddy gets back for that one, and then we'll uh, put that together also. Very excited for that shit. Uh, In the meantime, we do have a voicemail here. Let's pull that up for you. All right, let's get right down to beautiful Southern California with our main man, Miss Monica's pod boyfriend, the Tom Hardy. Hey-yo! Hey-yo! padded room how's my favorite degenerates this week it's just me. i hope everyone is doing well all hope right. the inmates are all uh staying as sane as possible oh uh, not really <laughs> anyway i wanted to give a call uh check in on a few things you yeah. know um the what are you looking at department what do you got uh i caught this really bad flick What's uh, it called? called knock knock by uh eli Roth. that's uh i i seen the green inferno recently yeah. and i was like yeah you know i'm gonna catch some more of this Eli Roth guy, you know, yeah. uh, and man, this thing was a real piece of fucking shit, I, I mean, tell you what, this thing, uh, any inmates have not seen it, don't waste your fucking time, yeah. there's these two little hotties running around, they, yeah. and they do have, uh, one of them is Eli Roth, with, uh, fucking, what's that Yahoo's name, uh, Keanu fucking Reeves. John Wick, uh, um, Keanu Reeves, fucking Keanu, yeah, okay. and they're fucking hot as hell and all that, but man, it doesn't last long enough to carry this fucking flick. Uh, I don't know what it is. I mean, I thought Eli Roth 
Eli Roth was doing uh, pretty darn good. He you was. Know? A couple of good flicks I've it's seen recently of his. And this one here just it's, yeah. really fucking really missed it. it. It seemed to me like uh, more of a comedy. He was trying to do his own take on like The Strangers. <laughs> Joe, um, but without masks, and uh, <laughs> there's even a scene where uh, one of the fucking kidnapper, raper, I don't know what the fuck, bitch, bitch people says, uh, uh-huh. "You might as well scream because there's nobody here," and he just kind of echoed that. Uh, Why'd we come to this house? Oh, you, you were, were home. Yeah, I don't know. It, maybe I missed something. I don't think so, though. Even if I did, it's too fucking boring to go back and see it. Yeah. Now on the positive side, I did catch your. Um, Hmm. Your secondary flick, uh, Chiller. Thriller. Thriller. Thriller, yeah. yeah. And uh, ah, that flick was pretty good, you know. Not it was, too uh, It's a new flick, and I've been trying to, uh, you know, kind of follow uh, Tim's uh, example there and try and catch uh, some more newer flicks. Uh-huh. And uh, I actually like Thriller. I thought, um, you know, when first kind of reading it and uh, – reading the description and then kind of starting the flick, I was like, oh, fuck, we're going to be getting a bunch of, you know, social commentary right. bullshit. You know, we- show me a good flick, man. Fuck all this uh, nonsense. But you know what? It did have a little of it. Not, not too, much. Not too, yeah, it, it not didn't too get too, too much in the way of the story. Um, like I said, I, I, I kind of like I liked the flick, man. I thought it was really good. And I don't want to say too much about it because uh, I know it is new. Give mm-hmm. everyone a chance to see it and all that. But um, the uh, hmm. the Chauncey character, I yeah. don't want to say much more. The Chauncey character, man, I like that guy. Me too. And GP. Sorry, Tom Hardy. Good news, he called back. Here he comes again. G motherfucking P. G motherfucking P. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, what I was saying there was the... Um, the Chauncey character, man, yeah. I, I I liked that character. That uh, the guy, the actor, just had a very uh, oh, very totally. intimidating look. Yeah, and I don't know what kind of way or what kind of route they're looking to go with Candyman, but if they're going for like a slasher killer, you know, not so much the spectral ghost that uh, Tony Todd was. Yeah, that's a good good actor for that role. Sure. Um, Oh, the other thing I wanted to talk about... Uh, hmm. Oh, you know what? Something I meant to mention... Uh, fuck, on the Eli Roth shit. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm no, no worries. I said I was going to start writing this shit down. Oh, don't worry about don't it. Fuck me. Um, you know, one of the things I was thinking about, that why that movie was so lacking, hmm. was it kind of didn't have that trademark uh, black humor that uh, a lot of other Eli Roth flicks do have. Hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that stands out is... Uh, like in the Green Mile or the Green Inferno, yeah. When uh, that fucking the plane crash and everybody's like, "Holy shit!" You know, we just met in a fucking Leonard Skinner style plane crash. What the fuck? Yeah. And that guy's like gets up and he's like, "Fuck, man, I'm okay." And he's starting to walk away and he just walks right into the fucking propeller. That's <laughs> <laughs> just some good shit right there. And very true. This knock knock flip didn't have any of it, but I'm done jumping around. Okay. No, you're fine. Uh, oh, one other thing, you guys had mentioned the uh, Hotel Cecil. You had seen the uh, documentary. Yeah, we think of that. What a shithole it is. Right. And I tell you what, man, you, you said like, "Oh, I don't want to go into that fucking place, that fucking flop house of a shithole." Right. It actually, um, I've been in it a couple of times, and Ooh. the interior is, the interior, the just entryway. The lobby. is actually pretty nice. Yeah. 
the rooms are shit shows. And like I said, I've been there a couple of times. Of course. Speaking of a shit show, kind of a funny story. Huh. First time in my life I fucking had direct eye contact with a man physically taking a shit at the moment <laughs> I had eye contact with him, running you know, running the corner, coming around the corner. There's, and he's not sitting on a toilet. No, of course he's not. He's kind of in the corner <laughs> with a sock on one hand. Oh, yeah. And imagine what he's fixing to do with that sock. But literally, we locked eyes. Oh, no. Then, like, what the fuck? Anyway. Football is, oh, one last motherfucking thing. Yeah, buddy. Darian, you son of a bitch. What'd I do now? Last week, you said that fucking Miss Monica and Buddy were the same fucking person. I, I, there's no evidence that really to the contrary. Me up, you know, oh, I had I'm a sorry. hard time jacking off that night. I mean, <laughs> you know, you know, I'm a man of grit and intestinal fortitude. So you gotta I was able get to it push done. Through it, but I did have a hard time. And I blame you for that. <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks. That's all he had to say. Uh, just yelling at me. About that. Thank you very much for calling in, Tom Hardy. Uh, like I said, Tom Hardy actually lives in Southern California, Los Angeles area. So he would know the Cecil hotel better than, uh, any of us guy take, don't make eye contact with a dude taking a shit. I can honestly say that I have before because in various military situations we've had in the, in the barracks and other bunkers and things like that, uh, shitters that faced each other on opposite sides of the, uh, the bathroom without the stall doors. So basically, you're sit. It's almost like a boardroom in a weird way, where you're sitting there taking a dump. Guy across the way is also taking a dump. You're talking to him about football and other things, and you know, trying to trying not trying to maintain eye contact because neither one of you wants to be accused of looking at the other guy's dick. So there's that. Uh, good. So good on you, there, Tom Hardy, for maintaining that eye contact. Yeah, that's what you do. You you recognize. You say, "Hey, I see what you're fucking doing," and now. Yeah, I want you to know that I see you seeing me see you take a shit, you son of a bitch, because you're putting me through this now. We both are caught in the stink envelope that you've put out there. You fucking rabscallion, you. <laughs> you public corner uh, dump taker, you son of a bitch. <laughs> all right, that's all we got on the listener mail. Thank you guys very much. Um, Tim, Cowboy, Tom Hardy, um... Hopefully, I don't know, maybe somebody come back in here next week. Maybe not. If not, I'll probably, uh, uh, I'd like to get one of those real sex dolls and put, put her in here. Because at least, you know, then I, I, I could have feel like I'm talking to somebody instead of just talking to myself like a maniac. Uh, thank you guys very much. Uh, mental health hotline, area code 775-387-0275. Get us on the regular old email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. Tell me who you think should play Morticia Adams, or Wednesday Adams now, apparently. What movies you've seen, who you want in the Terra Dome. Tell me to eat your ass. I don't care. I'd love to hear from you, just to know that there's somebody out there listening to this, and I'm not uh, in my guest room talking to myself for no fucking reason. That being said, I have got a movie for you that you might enjoy. It's called Host. Hey. Hi guys. Hey girl. Caroline. Hi Teddy. Let's do a shot last to us. Okay, everyone get in. Three, two, one.
Have you ever done anything like this before? I've never done this over Zoom. Obviously, we're not physically together, but there's no reason why Spirit can't communicate over the internet. Nothing's going to happen. Visualize us sitting in a circle. Spirit, we invite you to use us to pass on any communication. Is there anyone there? Please come forward. Was that you? I heard it. I heard heard something. I think there's something here. Emma, funny. You know, we've connected with something. We gotta keep going. We gotta talk to it. From 2020, this one comes in at 6.6 stars on IMDb. It is not presently rated. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, directed by Rob Savage, written by Gemma Hurley. This one stars Haley Bishop, Gemma Moore, and Emma Louise Webley. Woo, daddy. This one is something. Only 57 minutes, my friends. You can watch this one on your lunch break, although I'm not going to recommend that you do, because if you're going to watch this one... This is one of those uh, that you need to watch in a dark room with the volume up by yourself. Like a man. Take this one like a man is what I'm telling you. Pretty ooky spooky. Now, not like some of our, um, not unlike some of our other favorite horror films like Unfriended, this one locks into a Zoom meeting. And we're not going to budge from this fucking Zoom meeting. And I like that a lot because if you're going to control the narrative, and you can keep it locked into one kind of quote unquote location, then that's going to, that's going to, that's going to control the atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? So like you take unfriended, same thing. Great movie worked out very nicely. Other movies have, have, have gone back and forth in between like, uh, Oh, that fucking killer app movie, uh, which was not all that bad, but you know, keep, keep us engaged. Keep us on the internet. Keep us in one location. It does just that. We start off with a young lady walking around her apartment. I don't know where the fuck we're at because everybody has their own goddamn accent in this movie. We might be all over the the, the world. <laughs> I don't know. We got six main characters. Uh, well, technically seven and then our our thing, but we'll get into that in a second. So we're going to start off with our, young, our, uh, our main character, a young lady walking around her apartment. She apparently lives uh, by herself in a one-bedroom. Very nice. Things are already creepy in this one-bedroom apartment. Now, I've seen footage like this. Whenever I log on to my OnlyFans accounts, this is how most of these videos start. It's like one chick walking around. She's like, oh, look at uh, my place is a mess. I'm so sorry, but I'm so horny. Oh, we're not going to go quite that route just yet. Uh, it, the place is quiet, and it's uh, it looks like a single chick lives there. Bedroom, uh, stacked high with dirty clothes. Rest of the place, pretty pretty in good shape. 
Um, there's like a weird sound coming from the closet. Mind you, she's all by herself at this point. And there is zero music accompaniment to this. So the atmosphere is as is, so to speak. Uh, she's like, what the fuck in the closet? Closet just kind of slowly creaks open. And then like an ironing board falls out. And it's kind of creepy. And then there's like, after the, immediately after that, there's like a thump, 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 thump. Mind you, we're watching this all um, through a Zoom lens, I guess, or some other. It's it's a like a like a, like she's walking around with a laptop computer open. Uh, she tr- tracks the sound of the thumping, and she comes to realize that there's somebody throwing rocks at her window. Opens a window, and it's her friend Gemma. Hi, Gemma. Hi. And we're gonna meet this young lady walking around with her uh, laptop. Her name is actually Haley. And she's the one living in the spooky ooky apartment. Uh, Gemma's outside. She's like, oh my God, I'm going to go home right now and we're going to do the thing. And she's like, yeah. So Gemma like rings her on her phone on FaceTime and then keeps her on the phone all the way home. So right off the bat, we're to assume that Gemma lives maybe 200 meters away from where Haley lives. Okay. All right, but this movie was made during the time of quarantine, so uh, Gemma has her mask on, and, you know, that's how that goes. Now, <laughs> about ab- about that, um, I, I mean, I don't know how to feel about that, I guess, really, because we're, we're saying that, at least for the purposes of our story, all of our characters took the quarantine extremely seriously and have not been out of their house uh, in, in at least a couple of days, if not weeks, depending on wherever they're located and what the policy was in that location. Um, that by itself will drive me crazy. I'm glad I chose to ignore the quarantine and go about my daily business as usual. Otherwise, I would have gone nuts and probably had seen some of the exact same shit that they have. So... That may be a a contributing factor into the overall psychosis of this movie. That being said, uh, we're going to follow Gemma all the way back to her place on FaceTime, at which point she logs onto her computer so that she's got not only her webcam from the computer, but her FaceTime camera going at the same time, which creates that bizarro reverb echo, which in itself is creepy because it's like you're talking from another dimension or something. She thinks it's hilarious. If I was Haley, I would have hung up on her already because, let's be honest, Gemma's kind of annoying if you've seen this movie. And she's only going to get more annoying as the fucking movie goes on, but I'll get more into that in a minute. Uh, from, so apparently something is going on with these uh, two young ladies. They have plans for some kind of a situation tonight. Now we're going to meet the rest of the characters as they chime into our Zoom meeting. We have Emma, who is a blonde uh pretty she's probably the most well one of the most attractive of the group we have radina who's a milf uh she's living with her boyfriend we get to see her boyfriend in the background he's kind of an annoying prick we have caroline who's living with her dad uh she's probably like the sweet and innocent one and then we have teddy who is wildly out of place with this group of girls how did teddy uh teddy's a guy and he's like a big burly guy he's got a uh, man bun But I like this a lot. He doesn't refer to it as a man bun. He refers to it as a quote-unquote twat knot. (laughs) Moving forward in the United States, with the exception of my son Deacon, I think that we should refer to the man bun as a twat knot. 
Who's with me on this? Let's move forward with twat night. I love it. Except for my kid, because that's not cool. Um, I don't understand how Teddy fits into this, but he's there. He's like a playboy, man. He's got his girlfriend off to the side. He's quarantined himself in this palatial estate with a giant wet bar and a swimming pool. And I don't know why he's even taking the time to fuck around with these chicks. But he's there, and he's like, hey, ladies, how's it going? So now we're going to get down to the meat and potatoes of what's going on here. They're going to have themselves a seance over Zoom, which is apparently a thing that can happen. And they have a medium type of a lady, somebody that's going to lead the, se- the seance. Her name is Salen, and she's going to chime in here in a few minutes. Uh, in the meantime, we're all just kind of bu- bullshitting around here. We're doing shots and getting to know each other. Well, they know each other, but we're getting to know the characters. Um, Caroline lives with her dad. Her dad seems like an alcoholic, but he's a lot of fun. He's like flashing his boobies. He's probably uh, in his 60s, at least. Not very attractive. Um, she has also done something that is very cool that I don't know how to do. She has set like a custom background behind her. Now, dig this. Uh, periodically, as Emma's talking to you on, on Zoom, you'll see a second Caroline. Did I say Emma? I meant Caroline. You'll see a second Caroline come out of the bathroom and walk over to a nightstand and then go back into the bathroom behind her. I don't know if that's something you can actually do or what kind of uh, you know engineering degree you need to figure that out. And to be honest with you, I don't spend a lot of time on Zoom or on any kind of a webcam situation. So I wouldn't need that, but it's still very cool. And uh, I don't know. I hope you can do that somehow. That's that's pretty neat. Emma, whom I meant to uh, talk talk about, uh, is having fun with like all these. Um, what do you call those face filters that change your face? She's like trying on a snake face, and then she's got like a scre- screaming ghost face. She's like, "Ooh, look at me!" Uh, that's cool. Uh, Radina has to mute the camera for a second to go tell her annoying-ass boyfriend to stop chopping carrots loudly during the seance. And then uh, her boyfriend gets all huffy and puffy and walks off the camera. Good for him. Um, and uh, I think that's that's really about it. Uh, Teddy's girlfriend is there. Her name's Jenny, and she's horny. And I don't think she's into Teddy being on Skype with five uh, random chicks ranging in the levels of attractiveness from like a three to a seven, maybe an eight for Emma. Emma's probably the most attractive or Redina. Either way, I don't think she's too keen on that business, but that's just some of the, uh, the backstory that we're getting here. We're all having fun. And now we're going to do, we're going to have some shots before, uh, our medium Selna, Selena Salen gets on. Um, now, the only one who's really taking the seance thing seriously is Haley. Now, she's the one we started off with. Uh, and the reason she's taking it so seriously is because she thinks that there is something inside her apartment. Rightfully so, given the little sequence we got at the beginning with the closet opening and the ironing board flopping out. But everybody else, especially Gemma. I got a bone to pick with Gemma in this fucking movie because she's really the source of the problem here. But she starts up front being a right bitch bag. And uh, Gemma, especially, is not taking this seriously. And she's like, ooh, we're going to have a seance. And she's got that snooty uh, British accent. So, and she's not that goddamn attractive. So, fuck her anyway. So, Haley's like, hey, look, you fucking assholes. Uh, 
I appreciate you coming and trying to do this for me. Can we at least pretend to take uh, uh, Salen seriously before she gets on? And let's not do any shots in front of her. I don't know how she'd feel about that. So they work out this ridiculous thing where they're going to raise their hand and kind of duck their head down so the camera can't see them drinking. So it's fine. So here comes Salen. And Salen is a little bit older than the rest of the group, and she is our medium. And she's like, hey, I've never done this over Zoom, so... I don't know exactly how this is going to go, but we're going to try it out. Let's all uh, mellow out and kind of envision ourselves in a circle around a candle. And I'm going to put some some weird uh, music on here. It's going to mellow us all out. And that's great. And right off the bat, man. <laughs> right off the bat, here comes the fucking bullshit. Uh, Teddy's girlfriend comes up and she's like, I'm a ghost. And Teddy's like, get the fuck out of here. I'm trying to do this. She's like, Oh, I'm a horny ghost. And then Teddy's like, all right, sorry, sorry, ladies. I'm going to have to uh, check back in with you later. So already Teddy's out and, uh, Haley's like, I'm really sorry, Salem. That is fucking stupid guy. And it's fucking asshole. And nobody really likes his girlfriend, Jenny. So there's that. And now we're going to go into uh, Ookie Spooky Land, because now it's time to start the seance and get this fucking Night of the Demons on the internet chat room of the demons thing going. So here we go. Everybody lowers the lights. Everybody has a candle that they light in front of the uh, the, the webcam. And then Salen's like, okay, we're all just going to mellow out. We're going to take it easy. And we're going to, okay, I can... Some, you know, some of you might be experiencing something. You might hear some weird sounds coming from the room you're in. You might feel something. You might uh, get a little, you know, some things coming into your head. Tell me about it as it happens. We can try to communicate. And uh, Gemma, uh, immediately, she's like, oh, my God. And she gets up and she acts all panicked. And she's like, oh, what? Somebody grabbed my hair. What happened? And then Salem's like, okay, 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 just relax, everybody calm down, calm down, everything's cool, everything's cool, everything's right. Uh, Gemma, I need you to talk to me and tell me what you experienced. And she's like, something just grabbed me. Uh, I think uh, uh, I'm getting the name Jack. The name Jack is coming in, in into my head. And then Salem's like, okay, what, what? do you know any Jacks that have passed on? Do you know anything that might... And she's like, yeah, a schoolboy, uh, he took care of me, but he died in an accident. His name was Jack. And uh, and then she gets all emotional and starts weeping. And Salen's like, okay, just calm down. But then Salen's webcam cuts out and her internet takes a shit. So Salen, uh, her window, her Zoom window closes and she's now out of the equation. All the other chicks are like, oh my God, Gemma, are you okay? And Gemma's acting all distraught and then she's crying and she's like, huh, ah, ah. And then she just looks up at the camera with the shit-eating grin and she's like, ha ha, surprise, I was faking. And then everybody's like, oh, fuck you, man, that's fucking bullshit. And then like half the girls are like, oh, this is silly anyway, what the hell are we doing? And the other half of the girls are like, come on, what are you doing, you piece of shit? We're trying to do something here. And... um as this little, you know, they're all yelling at each other for a few seconds, and then Haley's chair gets yanked back across the kitchen about six feet. All of a sudden, and everybody goes, uh, what the fuck was that? Uh, and she's like, uh, there's something here now. There's something here. What the fuck? And this is when Jenna, Gemma, Gemma comes clean and she says that she just made up on the spot the whole Jack thing. 
So everybody's like, you fucking bitch. You fucking, fucking bitch. Fuck you. Fuck you. All right? I didn't like Gemma at all. From the get-go. Uh, just, I, I don't know. Something about her face, I think, is just, had a very punchable face. Regardless, now everybody's pissed at her. Uh, everybody's kind of freaked out. They're like, oh, okay, well, Jesus Christ, that was weird. I'm going to go take a break. So everybody kind of mutes their camera for a second, right? Or, you know, walks off, uh, walks out of their window for a second or something like that. So now, my friends, we're going to start off with Emma. Now, Emma was drinking shots with everybody else out of a, a big brandy snifter. And she sets it down right next to her computer. And as uh, everybody's kind of walking away from their computer, her brandy snifter explodes. Everybody goes, what the fuck? And now we, now we realize that we may have a problem of some magnitude. So quickly, Haley jumps on her phone, tries to call Salen to get her back in the, the Zoom meeting. No answer. Well, fuck. Now we cut to Caroline, daddy's girl. She's hearing some weird sounds coming from her, uh, just her, the building that she's in. I can't really speak to what kind of living conditioning conditions these chicks are in, but she's hearing weird sounds. And it sounds like it's coming from upstairs. Problem is, she's on the second floor of a two-story building. So if it's coming from upstairs, it's got to be coming from the motherfucking attic, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go up there, Caroline, whatever you do. So she's like, I have to check it out. She is terrified, by the way. So much balls and big uh, props to Caroline or whoever wrote the character for having the nuts to almost go up into the attic. She walks out there. Mind you, Caroline is the one who was living with her dad. So she walks out into the hallway. She's like, Dad, is that you? Huh? Dad doesn't answer. She hears the sounds coming from the attic. So she pulls the, um, the weird staircase drawer that goes to the attic down, starts going up the stairs and says, uh-uh, no, no. <laughs> I'm not going up there, you crazy bitch. Goes and gets her selfie stick out of the nightstand, puts her uh, phone on it so that we get to see what's up there. And does like a quick search and assess, like a periscope style, search and assess of the uh, the old attic there. All the girls get to see what's up there too. Now, upon immediate inspection, it just looks like a bunch of old junk and, uh, you know, dusty shit. But as she slowly turns the camera phone through the attic, we see two feet dangling from the raptors. As if somebody had hung themselves in the attic. Funny that. Now, she's terrified. She goes running back to her room, slams the door, uh, scared shitless. Remember, this is going to come into play in a minute. Caroline is the one that had that weird background program that duped herself. And periodically, you see Caroline going from her, like Caroline number two, going from her bathroom to the nightstand and back. That's going to come into play in a second. But first, we have to cut to uh, Radina. Now, remember Radina at the beginning? She's the one that uh, got on her boyfriend's ass about chopping carrots too loudy, loudly, and then he walked off uh, camera. Theoretically, he just walked into a side bedroom. She's now looking for said boyfriend, can't find his ass anywhere. Hey, ladies, did you see, uh, what's his name, uh, Andy walk out behind me while, I, while we were doing the show? No, no, I didn't see anything. Uh, so she goes, takes her laptop into the bathroom. Andy, where are you? Andy calls Andy's phone. Andy's left his phone in the bathroom and is still nowhere to be seen. Okay, fair enough. She sets her laptop down, says, excuse me, ladies, I'm going to go try to find my boyfriend. Be right back. Leaves the apartment. Very cool. Now, 
back to uh, who was? It? Oh, uh, this is about the time that we we get actually Salen. I, uh, I'm taking a wild wild stab at the pronunciation. Salen on speakerphone, and they're like, "Hey, uh, Salen, Madame Salen." Uh, we've got some weird shit going on here. Uh, pretty much all of us are really freaked out right now. I just got Haley's talking to her on speakerphone. She's like, I just got yanked about six feet through my kitchen. Uh, Emma's got an exploding brandy snifter. We saw somebody hanging in, uh, Caroline's, um, attic there. And I don't know, man, what, what, what do we, what do we got to do? This is fucked up. And she's like, okay, okay, okay. Calm down. Uh, before I got kicked off the internet, uh, Gemma had mentioned, uh, her, her friend Jack. So if we can just, uh, communicate with Jack and find out what message he needs to convey, we can bid him a fond adieu peacefully, and he may just go into the light to, uh, a better rest. So Gemma, Gemma, what do you think we should do about Jack? How can we communicate with him? And this is where that fucking bitch has to come clean and say, well, I just made him up. That was a stupid fucking thing that I did. I just said, threw out the name Jack, and Salem's like, you dumb bitch! You dumb fucking bitch! I gave you one simple set of instructions. <laughs> All you had to do was be honest. You couldn't do that for goddamn 20 minutes so that we could have a stupid online seance. Probably wouldn't have even worked. Now guess what you did, you silly you silly individual. Um, you just gave a unknown spirit or entity permission to assume the identity of jack to come into our world and uh it's probably not human it's probably not a human spirit so it was like an open invite is what you did fuck face i hope you're happy i hope you're fucking happy with yourself Gemma's freaking out oh i'm so sorry <laughs> all the other girls are yelling at her as they should because that is a fucked thing to do and fuck you anyway for not being able to con- not being able to control yourself for an hour and she wasn't even drinking, mind you. Everybody else is doing shots. She's like, I will have a shot of water because I am too snooty for alcohol. So there's that. I didn't like Gemma at all. I don't think anybody who watches this movie liked Gemma at all. So we can all uh, pile on the Gemma hate train and tell her what what we really what we really think of her. I, I anyway. I don't anyway. Uh, so that's pretty pretty gnarly. Uh, things are getting things are ramping up and. Uh, this is about the time that the phone goes dead. And now all the lights are starting to flicker in everybody's apartment. It's really getting uh, pretty gnarly. Haven't seen R- Radina in a few minutes. She's out looking for her boyfriend. Uh, Emma is terrified. She just got an exploding uh, glass snifter thing. Um, we also have uh, Caroline, who is bawling her eyes out in a blubbering mess over the, the noises coming from the attic. Now, uh Caroline walks off camera, but her weird background thing kicks in, and um, it just kind of, all we see is this phantom Caroline going back and forth across the background. We don't see, it may be the actual her, and she may just be ignoring us, but we can't see what's really going on, because that's like this pre-programmed background. That's kind of gnarly. So they're like, Emma, or uh, Caroline, hey, we're going to go. Haley has to kind of take control of the situation, and she's like, okay, we all just have to say goodbye to the spirit and envision ourselves cutting a cord and then it will be done and over with. So that's what they do. And for a second, they all go, "Woo! well, that was nutty, wasn't it? Okay, good thing that's over with. Uh, let's go ahead and shut her down for the night, ladies. This is when Teddy pops back on. 
Actually, not quite yet, now that I think of it. Uh, Caroline's up first. Caroline, we're gonna we're gonna get off the phone here, babe. We're gonna we're gonna talk to you later, okay? Caroline's not answering. All we see is that phantom Caroline walking around in the background. Hey, Caroline! Hey, come on! We're gonna get off the phone here. We got or the computer. We gotta go. Uh, and then all, all all we see, and this is really quick. We see if you the first one is pretty hard to hard to make out, but you see Caroline's face smash into the webcam, and it was really quick the first time. But they're like, oh, what was that? Oh, I think maybe she knocked her laptop over. Okay, well, we're going to go anyway. And then here comes the rest of it. And Caroline is basically getting her head slammed repeatedly into her laptop computer. Her face is getting smashed into a thousand pieces. All in the background is regular old Caroline walking back and forth. And she's going, help me, help me. Boom, 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 boom. Caroline's dead. Fuck that. (coughs) She's done. About this time, Redina comes back into the picture. She's like, hey, I can't find my boyfriend anywhere. I'm going to call him again. She's not quite on camera. We can see her and we can hear her, but she's not really addressing uh, the, the Zoom meeting directly. So she gets on the phone. And she's like, hey, you fucking asshole. I don't know where you went, but I'm here at the apartment. You left your fucking phone here. While she's doing that, we can see the kitchen behind her. The oven starts smoking. Something's on fire in the oven. What is it? We don't know. Uh, eventually she sees the smoke coming from the oven. She turns and that's when her boyfriend or the dead body thereof just kind of flops down from the ceiling like a good 12 foot drop, just punk. Oh my God, what happened? Redina grabs the laptop and goes running, gets all tripped and fouled up. We never find out exactly what happens to Redina, except that uh, she's probably dead. Her boyfriend is definitely dead, whatever the fuck. I guess he got pinned to the ceiling or some shit, right? Uh, those two are out of the equation. Caroline's out of the equation. Uh, this is when, um, things start to get even more ooky spooky for Haley. Now she thought she would document this whole night with a Polaroid camera, old school Polaroid camera. You're on a zoom meeting. You could eat. There is a record button, a little tab there. You hit the record. You can watch this whole shit anytime you want. Instead, you're choosing to document it with a Polaroid camera. Interesting choice. Whatever. I'm not going to pass judgment. Uh, The lights in her apartment are out. She's terrified. She's hearing weird sounds coming from a back bedroom. The only uh, light fixture she has is said laptop, which she's kind of using as a half-ass flashlight, and the Polaroid camera. So she heads back there to check it out. Because that's what you want to do, Haley. <laughs> Weird sounds in the dark. Better go check it out, man. Uh, and she's t- snapping pictures with the Polaroid as she goes. And of course, the one of the back bedroom shows like a scrawny guy hanging from the ceiling. Our hangman has returned from Carol, has gone from Caroline's attic all the way to uh, Haley's back bedroom. The nasty, nasty business, this ca- this character. She's like, oh shit. Uh, uh, laptop gets ruffled, things get dropped, and then that's it for Haley. At this point, we're down to Gemma, the royal bitch of the crew, and Emma, the somewhat slightly less unattractive uh, blonde of the crew. So e- Emma's up. She goes downstairs. Now, she had one of those face filters going. Um, she goes downstairs. Something is popping up on the face filter, and it's a very uh, Strangers-esque mask and it's just kind of hovering mid mid uh, living room mind you she can only see it through the uh the 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 zoom window because it's one of those fun filters 
So she's like, oh, look at that shit. So she kind of creeps up on it for a second. She's like, uh, well, it's just, uh. and then it like quick snap turns and looks at her. And she's like, oh, fuck this. Hell no. Runs into the kitchen, grabs some flour, grows a pair of balls, which I would not have <laughs> if I had seen half of this. Uh, and starts throwing the flower around as if to like get it on the ghost so she can get a better fix on where it is. Uh, nothing. And then there's a big bang from her kitchen. She turns around. All of her cupboards are open. Okay, this is when it's time for me to leave. I don't give a fuck about quarantine, coronavirus, or anything else at this point. I'm getting the fuck out of here. And I'm leaving my laptop because I don't want to see what's happening with the rest of you people. Instead... Uh, she continues with the, the, the tossing of the flower until the footprints start coming after her. She goes running into a side hallway, uh, and she's terrified, of course, as she should be. She's now a blubbering mess also, uh, scared shitless. Gemma, uh, who's the, the responsibility of all of this fucking nonsense rests solely on her shoulders. It's like, oh shit, this is when, uh, Teddy comes back into the picture. Apparently, he just got done banging his girlfriend, and he's out of his refractory period, and now he's ready to rejoin the rest of the ladies in the seance. So, he pops up, and he's like, hello, ladies, how are we, how is it tonight, anyway, then, you go, in my twat not, and what are you got to be doing here? Uh, he's like, at this point, Emma's the only one left. Gemma decided she was going to haul ass over to Haley's place, which is like 200 meters away, with her mask on, and she's going to try to save Haley, because we don't, Haley's kind of unaccounted for at this point. Uh, Emma's like, Teddy, you got to get the fuck out of here. He's like, oh, you're taking a piss in, are you? You're having a little, a wee bit of fun with me. So he's like walking around. The power goes out at his place now, which is, mind you, this big palatial estate. Uh, he goes walking around. He gets like he starts running afoul of these weird zombie-like creatures. So every time he sees one, he freaks out, hauls ass the opposite way, goes running outside eventually, where his girlfriend Jenny is still out at the pool. Jenny gets uh, uh, levitated up in the air, like six, like sixty feet from the looks of it, and then snapped in half and dropped into the pool. Or actually, I think just her neck gets snapped. Uh, he's freaking right out. Uh, Teddy is. He goes running into like this weird barn area or some kind of a tool shed where he gets knocked out, knocked unconscious, and then put on fire. (laughs) Of all the people that I was hoping would survive this, Teddy was my guy. Teddy was, uh, I miss him already. I miss Teddy, man. He he seemed like a a pretty good dude. And uh, despite the man bun, or twat not, if you will, he seemed like a, he seemed like the only one. I don't know how he even got involved in this shit to begin with. He was wildly out of place. Regardless, he's now dead. That just leaves um, Gemma in the wind, Haley uh, somewhere in her apartment, and uh, Emma, the hot blonde. So Emma at this point is like, "Oh Jesus, okay." The fucking footsteps start coming down the hallway. Mind you, we can see them in the uh, flower flower that she spread around. So she's like, oh, hell no. Goes charging past the footsteps upstairs. Then she's going to make a big escape out of, out of like a fire window or something like that. So she tosses the laptop. Laptop lands safely on the grass. And then we just see Emma's body get, getting tossed down out the window and smashing into a picnic table and breaking it in half. And thus we have to assume that Emma has met her untimely demise inmates. Unfortunate. Now let's go back to Haley's apartment. 
Haley's apartment is pitch fucking black, but Gemma is on the scene, and she is ready to save uh, Haley because this whole thing is her fucking fault. Uh, she walks in and immediately gets knocked the fuck out by a random flying uh, cookie jar <laughs> or, um, I don't know, flower container, something, some kind, some kind of glassware, just comes off the counter, cold cocks her right in the side of the head, knocks her out cold. Very cool. Uh, she gets to like, she's not dead, unfortunately. I wish she was. She gets to like crawling around, knocks the laptop off the, the table where it was so that we can now see that Gemma's alive and moving. She gets up, gets the laptop, heads into the back bedroom where she finds Haley, actually, alive and well, terrified, of course. Uh, she's like, Haley, we got to get out of here. Grabs Haley. They start making their way out. And then our hangman attacks. And that's the last thing we get to see before the zoom uh session expires is the face of this decrepit hanging entity ghost kind of a guy it's pretty gnarly. it's pretty good pretty scary little show there and a pretty good movie all all together for being uh under an hour long shot entirely on zoom and you know after effects and all that stuff i thought this was a really good show and a testament to what can be done with a lot of imagination and a little uh you know, stick to itiveness, I guess, for lack of a better term, and some decent writing, despite the fact that I hate fucking Gemma. I say this is definitely worth checking out, inmates. It's called Host. You can find it streaming right now on Shudder. If you don't have Shudder, hit me up on the side and I'll give you my password. You're going to want to check this out. I got to take myself a little break, uh, see if dinner's ready, and I will come back in a minute or two.
Hey, inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And I'm back, baby. Oh, God. You know, I don't know how well ghosts trans... I don't know how scared I can be of the internet. You know? I mean, it, it... that's a good example. It worked well in Host. It worked well in Unfriended. Um, I have yet to see the uh, sequel to Unfriended. What is that? Dark Web or whatever. Um, I don't know. I just have a hard time. You know, I'm I'm afraid of the internet. I'll tell you that. I'm more afraid of somebody getting my fucking credit card number or my social security number or uh, watching me while I beat off. Is is those are those are not necessarily in that order though. It you know it varies. So. I just, I, I can't, I, it's hard for me to wrap my head around a ghost on the internet. I guess theoretically it could happen, right? Like energy travels and waves and diff, takes different forms. I guess it could happen, theoretically. But at this, I don't know, man. I just can't, oh, yeah, there's a ghost in your computer. I'll turn the fucking thing off. And if there, the ghost persists in the computer, I will buy another computer. <laughs> That should about do it for the ghost. I'll put the haunted computer in the fucking dumpster after I take all my information off. Or I'll just take it down to the computer dorks uh, down the street, pay them 100 bucks, and have them nuke it. So that'll that that's like an exorcism right there, pretty much, right? I don't know, man. I don't know. All right. Uh, I've got some movies to tell you about that I got to watch this week. And uh, the regular segment that we like to call, What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? How about Love, Death, and Robots from 2019? Why did it take me so long to get into this show? I don't know. I guess I thought I was too good for it or something. But it's a great show. I'm sure you guys have seen it already. My favorite episode, uh, the werewolf episode, of course, badass. But other than that, the, the one where the guys, the farmer guys, get into the big mech suits and shoot the the fucking bugs as they come through the weird dimensional porthole. That is badass, and it's a bit uh, sad at the end, but I think that's probably my favorite episode. Also, the one with the the um, the beast fighting arena. That one's pretty good too, right? Where they they you like uh, control the beast with your mind, and you go in and fight another beast. I thought that was pretty dope. The ending was pretty sexy, but. All right, now it's a good show. Psychomania from 1973. This one's silly. Uh, gang of bikers find the key to immortality is basically to kill yourself and come back, and then you're you're kind of a zombie, but you're not really. So you're just kind of like you're, you're the same guy, but you can't be killed again. And uh, it gets it's pretty weird. That, but when I say bikers, um, I'm talking about proper British bikers. <laughs> Who are very polite, actually. They're up to the same shenanigans, and they are hooligans, but they're very uh, articulate in their speech, and they're very polite for the most part. Uh, it's it's silly. It's on Shutter if you want to see it. Tentacles from 2021. Now this is, uh, I believe, the latest installment from Hulu's Into the Dark uh, franchise. 
Um, finally, I feel like Hulu is pulling out some stops on Into the Dark. Now, in earlier years, we've done reviews, and we've done a whole month of Into the Dark movies, and we found them to be rather mediocre, a bit watered down, and uh, really not all that great. This one is a good example of one where they actually push that envelope a little bit. We got some nudity in there. We got some uh, pretty torrid sex scenes, pretty good stuff. Basically, what it boils down to is a chick that has some kind of a monster living in her, and uh, it's got tentacles, and it comes out of her, her abdomen whenever she gets a little too emotional. And this poor schmuck falls in love with her, and you can do the math on how it goes from there. It's not a bad show for being one of these end-of-the-dark fucking things. Um, I, I, I guess I, what I need to know is... Which into the dark movies do I need to, to to look at from the second season? We watched a good chunk of the first season. That, those were kind of boring and silly. Um, so, which ones in the second season would you recommend that I check out? Is what I need to know. Let me know. The Padded Room 2011 at hotmail.com or the Mental Health Hotline area code seven seven five three eight seven zero two seven five. Yeah, let me know. That's all I'm looking at this week. Inmates, how about a little immersion therapy then, yeah? (laughs) Immersion therapy. A thriller from 2018, uh, streaming on Netflix. Not a bad show. This one only got like 3.6 stars on IMDb. Um, I get it. It, There there are some issues here, and there's some plot holes and things like that. Um, Not a bad, not not even close to the worst thing we've ever seen. Um, This is basically Black Halloween. African-American Halloween is what I would call it. Um, There is some social commentary in there, but it wasn't really too heavy-handed in one direction or the other. So, it, you know, you see, like, you see that and you think to yourself, okay, the, you know, the white establishment is going to be the main villain and, uh, you know, we don't, we don't really need to watch this. That's not the case. It's definitely worth, worth a looking at, if nothing else. Um it's, it's it's not a bad show, you know. It's not a it's not the worst thing we've ever seen. Uh, as if you just take it as like a standalone slasher, pretty pretty good stuff, I would say. Um, it's streaming on Netflix. I don't. I think it. I would probably put it on a scale of one to ten. I would probably put it like a four. Um, I'm deducting points because there's like as a horror fan. There's really nothing original here. This is nothing we haven't seen a thousand times. This one just so happens to take place in a black community, which is fine. Um, Yeah, other than that, it's got standard slasher pacing, uh, standard slasher backstory. The red herring is in there. Everything, everything that you would expect from a slasher movie as a, like this would be a good movie for um, somebody who's not a horror fan who wants like a legitimate thrill and, spill kind of a kind of a film but anyway not a bad show streaming on netflix check that shit out your uh uh, immersion therapy for this week is going to be cold skin from 2018 this one is currently available on amazon prime it's directed by javier johns jens gons i don't know 
stars Ray Stevenson and David uh, Akers, o- Okens, something. Uh, check that shit out, inmates. I will do the same. It might just be me again, but I will definitely do the same. And then you and I <laughs> can compare notes next week. Um, in the meantime, I guess that's about it. I, you, we do have to educate me still. Educating Miss Monica. Uh, Cowboy got me. I think Tim got me also. The clues from last week. Uh, I was on a pretty pristine cruise ship. The fucking thing went down. Uh, A lounge singer. The worthless captain. The pretty handsome second uh, mate, or whatever you call him. First mate. uh, A couple of hot chicks. We're the only survivors. Good thing this other ship ha- happened to come along at the last minute. Oh, there's nobody on there. I'm talking about Death Ship, of course. And that's, a, I, in my humble opinion, I find that to be much better than Ghost Ship. Ghost Ship is great for the first five minutes. After that, it takes a right shit. This one is mediocre <laughs> for the entire movie. So there you, there you have it. That's why I think it's a little bit better. Who might I be this week, you ask? That's a good question. So I got mad at my girlfriend and went to a party. Ended up having sex with a complete stranger in their vehicle outside of the party. And uh, things haven't quite been the same ever since. I don't feel good. Uh, I'm hungry all the fucking time. Uh, My fingernails are falling out. I'm trying to get my college uh, situation situated. My boss is being a real prick. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think I found maggots in my, my downstairs area, if you know what I'm saying. Think about that, inmates. I will fill you in on who I am next week. You probably got it. I think that was an easy one. But uh, that's about going to do it for me for the week, inmates. Hopefully I get somebody else to come in here with me next week, maybe Jason Harrell or the Cowboy or somebody. Otherwise, it'll just be me. I'm not uh, leaving anytime soon. I do plan on relaunching the, uh, or I shouldn't say relaunching, but resuming the uh, Patreon show, hopefully um, this week, barring any mysterious surgeries or car accidents or any other fucking nonsense that could possibly happen. Um, So look forward to that. Patreon.com slash PaddedRoomPod or go to PaddedRoomPodcast.com. You'll find a link there along with any information you need about us, RSS links, affiliate shows, uh, Amazon link if you need to do some shopping, T-Villain, whatever the fuck you want to know about us. PaddedRoomPodcast.com is where you go. Join us next week for Below from 2002 starting Horror at Sea Month here in the Padded Room Podcast. Mind you, not shark movie month, but horror at sea month. I feel like those should be two separate categories altogether because you can have sea monsters and you can have ghost ships and you can have uh, weird underwater cities and stuff like that. And those should be one thing. And then shark movies, while similar, are like a whole other shit because that's more like a wildlife thing, in my opinion. Anyway... Thank you very much for joining me. Join me next week for Below from 2002. In the meantime, for Buddy and Absentia, Monica and Absentia, Deacon, who may be here uh, later this week, 
my dinner, which is in the kitchen, currently getting cold, uh, seafaring vessels all over, weird uh, Zoom meetings that go awry, and the fucking bitches who fucked the shit up to begin with, and the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. For the first time.